Welcome to She Leads in Tech, where we exist to showcase and spotlight the talents and achievements of women in tech. We're a platform to share knowledge, experiences, and expertise to encourage women to realize their leadership potential at every level of career in the tech industry. Facebook, Instagram, Apple, LinkedIn, Twitter, five well-known brands that have become synonymous with everyday life. We connect with brands on a personal level, on the basis of their relevance to us. But what about an individual brand, a personal brand? What is it and why is it important to have one? In this episode, we're joined by our guest speaker, Jacqueline Smith, founder and CEO of Nukri, to discuss harnessing the power of a personal brand. Hello, good morning, and welcome to this fifth episode well, of She Leads in Tech. My name is Lydia, and today I'm with my lovely host, Jacqueline Smith, and we'll be discussing the topic, harnessing the power of personal branding. Thank you for being here, Jacqueline. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, it's an exciting topic to talk about, um, one that doesn't come naturally to me, so actually it's quite a nice one to, um, to talk about. So, yeah, thanks for having Thank me. you. So just to give a bit of an intro into the subject. So, of course, we all know and love many brands that we use and associate with on a daily basis. However, when it comes to ourselves, we rarely think of ourselves as a brand. So today we'll be, you know, just getting a better understanding of what personal branding is and how we can use that to support our growth and, and development. But just before we jump into all that, you know, just get to know you better. Can you tell us about you and your amazing uh, career progression to date? Sure. Because um, it was amazing. But um, so my background, I spent about 13 years in um, tech and telecoms um, doing lots of different but they all kind of centered around product in some way, whether it was more of a product marketing and commercial role or a bit more strategic or product management, product development, insights, a bit of all of it. It was all kind of centered around that, that product function. And um, so I was doing that for about 13 years across kind of Relish Broadband, which is a startup where we know each other, and to some kind of bigger organizations like BT and 3. And it got to the point where I've always wanted to start my own business and I love the product job role in terms of the different elements that it does but falling out with or didn't love kind of the subject matter as much as kind of I once did and I wanted to do something that I felt was giving back and kind of starting things up on my own so three had a bit of a shake up as, as we know and the time for me kind of where that was a decision point to me where um, do I want to stay there or do I want to go and kind of take this opportunity to so I took the opportunity to go and try out my own thing and Nookery came about because um, and with a, a mutual friend of ours as well uh, kind of in the very early days we were both very big conscious consumers ourselves um, so did a lot of research into the brands we bought but it takes there's lots of eco brands out there but they're and good ones but they're really hard to find and you have to filter through a lot of noise about which ones actually work and which ones don't the greenwashing um and and we really under trying to understand all the different elements of what you should and shouldn't be looking out for and so that was the problem we started trying to solve and we did it as a resell of our tried and tested favorite this wasn't necessarily the term business uh, uh, business vision and as much as anything it was quite a low 
entry to market, we were able to get in there, start speaking to customers face to face, get to know the market that we weren't in. Um, and it gave me then some breathing space to think about what the long term plan is with Nookery. And so we incorporated September last year and the plan for Nookery is to be a um, your um, waste free refills. So all of your household essentials and we'll do refills for it. Um, and that's where kind of I am today. So brand launch, first range of products launch. Yeah, that's it. Thank you, Jacqueline. Thanks for sharing, Dan. And I guess it's just what highlighting that you've had a, a remarkable journey from coming from working in a small organization, Relish was, to going to, you know, looking after branding in a big organization, which, which three is, and then making that entire complete shift to founding your own I'll say your own empire because it's an empire you're you're, you're building around <laughs> <laughs> well well things grow so we, we we need to watch this space for mm-hmm. for Nukri so thanks for sharing all of that so I'm going to jump into the questions I have mm-hmm. here already just start to take a deep deep dive into the topic so what is personal branding and why is it important to have one Sure. Well, so I've kind of like two descriptions when it comes to branding in general. And one is about what do people say about you when you're not in the room? That's kind of your reputation. And also the other condition I like is it's the sum of all of your experience with yeah. an organization or with a person. It's interesting, actually, that you say, for example, when I worked at three, that kind of I was looking after the branding. I think sometimes particularly if you're within the marketing function, you can get kind of quite hung up on like brand versus product versus advertising versus customer experience. But actually they all come together and all some of that is really the, the brand that a customer perceives. Yeah. So it isn't really just, just the logo or just the um, appearance. And then if you think about kind of your personal brand and what that means, I think sometimes um, the word personal brand can sometimes put people off. It sometimes feels a bit fluffy, doesn't it? But another way I can like think about it is essentially it's your reputation. Um, in terms of why is it necessary to have one? I think you have a reputation anyway. Um, you don't, can't really get out of it. If you've had an interaction with somebody, they've got an opinion about you, whether that be good, bad, a strong opinion, or not particularly strong opinion, they think something. So really what I think we're trying to do with personal brand is trying to just own what that reputation is. And that's yeah, what it is, I suppose, in practical terms. Yeah, because I guess it's easy to think about uh, big brands like Apple, Google, Facebook, because we use them every day. So we know, you know, love, love some, hate some and mm. all of that. But in, in terms of a personal brand, I guess it's not something we intuitively think about. We don't intuitively think about ourselves as brand. So what would you say are the key foundations for building a personal brand? Yeah, um, so I think throughout this conversation, I'll probably use the word personal brand and reputation interchangeably because I think it makes it, uh, it can make it more relatable to people that are just kind of put off by the word personal brand. But I think the first thing is knowing what you want your personal brand or reputation to be. What do you want people to say about you when you're not in the room? So do you want people to say that you're great at delivery, you're a great team leader, you're a great thought leader, a subject matter expert on something. And if you know, and it doesn't have to be one thing, and it can change over time, over the space of your career, but if you know what you want people to be saying about you and what you want to be known for, then it's a lot easier 
to start getting feedback from people on quite specific feedback about kind of what you want to be known for. And you've then really got a foundation for being able to develop a plan there from what you're working on day to day and talking about um, people, kind of what you want more experience in and developing the skills that you need. Well, that's that's a really good point there. And I guess talking in in the in the tech space about what you want to be known for is something that is quite uh, dear to my heart because those different aspects of you know, do you want to be known as the go-to person for testing or delivery or product management and all of that? They're all important in the tech space when it comes to what people know and recognize you for. So. Yeah. Leading on to the next question is that point, and it's really how do you use personal brand as as a tool in the tech space? I think really it's the tech space is obviously a great example because there is a good level of knowledge you need about the technology you're working with. But I think a lot of it is replica uh, is um, relatable across kind of different industries. And I think being having a strong personal brand or strong reputation on something just gives you that credibility and that authenticity in a space where people will believe you or come to you for those things in future. And if you're known about being good for something, that's a key tool for influencing people. Um, and you'll be that go-to person for that space. And also, if you've got that credibility and that authenticity, if you then want to become thought leader in that space or you know want to get a promotion off of it it all makes those things a lot easier your sphere of influence is easier because people believe you and you've got that credibility in that space yeah well that's good and you touched in the beginning and um, uh, you said well we all have a personal brand anyway and it sounds a bit tragic because it's it's that thing of what am I projecting mm. as a person or as a or as a company and in the popular space for example when you think about uh, Instagram for example as a brand you know it's the place where you go for all your inspiration fashion you know people do a lot in that and I guess even without having the right words to articulate what what Instagram does personally you know subconsciously I know what it does and and, and how it fits into my life and all of that so there's a self-awareness that comes with branding, whether it's an individual or an organizational brand. Could yeah. you explain how to develop that self-awareness of one's own personal personal brand? Yeah, so I think it's, it is always easier when you think about it in terms of an organizational personal brand because you can look at it more objectively. It isn't so personal. I think the personal brand and, again, organizational brand just so interlinked I think the key thing is asking for feedback so people and being asking for specific feedback on that kind of thing you want to be known for and, and that can help you lay uh, layer up well is that how I thought I was being perceived in that area and I think a lot of the time if you are quite a self-aware person you do know yourself you'll come out of a project or a meeting or a delivery and you'll be able to assess yourself or did I do well in that um, and what could I do better and then validating that and kind of supplementing that with feedback from other people. Um, and I think it's just that practice. I'm quite naturally a, a reflector, borderline and overthinker. 
but then it, it does I quite naturally do look back and kind of reflect on kind of what could I have done better and but I think if you're not that type of person I think it's worth kind of putting in after a project to look back um, and then yeah just making sure ask people for whose opinions you value um, but asking a range of people that that feedback to see how it matches up thank you so if feedback reveals a negative perception perception how can this be changed uh yeah so this question is a hard one I think it comes from a a few different ways to look at it and just generally negative feedback I think is um you kind of have to look at it each individually so you're not going to be perfect 100% of the time not everyone is going to like you or kind of think you're great so I think you are going to get you know if you do get negative feedback then I think it's looking well you know is, is that feedback based on what I want to be known for is it something I can address yeah but then I suppose if it's feedback that you can address and it's delivered in the right way that kind of tells you, you know, an honest view of how you were perceived and, and why, then that's something actionable that you can go away and address. Mm. Um, if it's just negative, then I think it's probably worth having a look at. Um, is it their bad day or your bad day? But, you know, take all feedback and have a look at it. But you probably need to filter through who it's coming from and the context of it. And then you can look at if and what action you, you take off the back of it. And that's why I think it's important to get feedback from a range of people, but also people whose opinion you value. For example, if you're sitting in a test meeting and there's a big technical problem, for example, then and you get a feedback from somebody who doesn't understand that technical issue saying you're bad at your job. Mm. That's not an accurate reflection. So they're not necessarily a valuable person for you to be getting feedback on how well you're doing because they don't understand the job role in the context, whether it's yeah. someone from a manager or from an engineer who kind of understood the problem, that'd be a good person to go and get feedback from about how you handled the, you know, the, the test issue, because they get your options. Um, so I think it's always just worth putting the context around the feedback. Yeah, but that's a really good point to make, because I guess depending on who you ask for feedback and how they perceive you, you know, one person might be, uh, more critical and, and I guess it's it's quite important to filter through what feedback is constructive. Yeah and there's a skill in asking for feedback because if we use that same example I suppose where you're running a, a test issue and you came up with a um, sorry a, a test and you came up with a test issue mm. you wouldn't go to that person who wasn't technical to say how well did I approach the technicality of you know addressing that um, test issue and looking at options and you know how I adjusted my test plan you would go to the engineer for that not the person that wasn't technical but if your kind of thing that you wanted to develop was around acting confident and you know organizing your presentation skills or simplifying technical information then that person who wasn't technical would be a really good person to go to and say how confidently did I present it or how well did I break down the issue for you yeah. so it's important, I think, when you go to people, just you don't say, can I get some feedback on that meeting? You say, this is what, can I get some feedback on these specific things? Yes. Um, and you'll get a lot more actionable stuff. And if it's negative, then you can always go and find an action plan to, to develop it. Me personally, if I want to get better at something, I just throw myself into it and do it again and again and again. Um, but that's not necessarily the right thing. It's kind of different people approach it kind of differently. But Yeah, no, that's good. And in, in terms of, developing a personal brand how does individual values 
purpose and authenticity fit in? Um, I think they're kind of a crucial part of it. And um, I, I think it's probably worth looking at, well, suppose your values and your purpose. If you've kind of got a clear view on what your value and your purpose is, then it gives you credibility then with what you're trying to be known for. But I wouldn't try and get too hung up on what, what that value and purpose is as long as they are genuine. It doesn't have to be um, particularly kind of altruistic or it doesn't have to be a huge value about trying to save the world um, or purpose about trying to save the world. It's just, it could be, you know, your purpose is to be a better manager, which actually is a, quite a big thing in itself. Or your purpose could be to help um, break down particular topics for your organisation to upskill your organisation or you know it, it could be things like that yeah but if you kind of understand what your purpose and what you ought to be known for and why and why being well, what does that mean kind of in the the medium term and why as in why does it matter to me and then I think you're in a really good place then for uh, working on that that reputation and building upon that yeah I just want to draw out a bit around your mm. own experience uh, setting yeah. up a new career because you said in the beginning that you were looking at what was in the market for, for eco-friendly products. Mm. And I guess that came from a place of personal value, right? It was something you you you've all, you always had in yourself as a as a driver, something you mm. you value, something you believe in, and yeah. that has now driven this turnaround in your in your career from working in the telecom yeah. founding your own company that embodies yeah. that eco-friendly ethos yeah but I think it comes from two places and kind of two values and purposes there I could uh from having that that value go and work for a charity or Greenpeace or something but I didn't I went to set up my own business and I think being honest with myself with my um kind of values and purposes I have always wanted to kind of start my own business and there's um, an achievement value attached to that and I think it's I have to be honest with myself that that's what it is it isn't just a, a business to save the world and I think it's important for me that with what I do with my business is helping the planet and doing good and you know it's got great supply chains and helping them take plastic waste or you know whatever I can to give back but the reason why I have done that through setting up my own business is because it's uh it's something I've always wanted to do and yeah just being honest with myself about that yeah so I guess to summarize that understanding your your motivations and values is is key yeah that's said a lot more eloquently than I said it yeah (laughs) fine and in your experience are there any crossovers between what you've done creating Nucre as a brand and what people need to do to create their own personal brand yeah so I think there's huge crossover and I personally find organizational brands a lot easier to look at and plan for um, as I said kind of at the beginning personal brand side of things doesn't necessarily come as naturally to me and mm-hmm. um, it isn't something that I've spent a lot of time actively working on through a lot of my career but having started my own business yeah. I identified that it's something that um, I need to take control of a bit more yeah. and I think there's so much overlap 
when you look at the two definitions I had at the beginning of um, a brand, and that was your kind of your sum of all of your experiences and what do people say about we when you're not in the room, that's the same for personal brand and an organizational brand. Uh, it's just at different scales and involves a different number of people. But that process of um, you know, understanding what you want to stand for, what you want to be known for, and then how do I make sure there are credentials that sit underneath that? And then how do I communicate that at all my, do my best to communicate that at all touch points? I think it's the same for, for both. And social media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're in the thick of it now. What, what role does that need to play in creating a personal brand? I mean, do, do we all need to have a name to become influencers or is it something that can happen outside the, the social yeah. media space? So this is, I've, this is quite a personal view um, <laughs> and it comes from my experiences and kind of my natural um, uh, kind of go-to with social media. I absolutely don't think it does have to have anything to do with social media. If you look back on what you want to be known for and why, I think you can then think about, well, how do I, and what kind of you want your reputation to be? Then you think about, well, is it to get a promotion in work or is it to get a, find a new opportunity? Or if it's about thought leadership, then um, you do really need to make sure you're amplifying your, your thoughts. <laughs> so I would really take a look at that and think about well, what's my purpose? What am I trying to achieve? And then how's the best way to communicate that? If your focus is more organizational led or something that fits within your existing network, then you don't have to be worrying a lot about social media. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would say, and this is a development point for me, is do you think that there is a place, even if in the short term, um, you don't want new opportunities to be keeping on top of, for example, LinkedIn and things mm. or could open up new opportunities that you didn't know existed that you might want. So whilst I don't think just about appearances on social media is the be all and end all for most people, I think actually using it as a networking tool, being open with people about what you want and being active on there could open up new opportunities and new development points that um, wouldn't have come across if you weren't networking but yeah. you can network in other ways as well so it could be that you're going to weekly networking sessions face to face which would probably do a similar thing uh, so it doesn't have to be social media um, but I do think probably have a look at what it could do to enhance what you're trying to achieve and that's something I have to actively um, <laughs> make myself do because it come naturally to me I have to think you know yeah it takes me to write a post versus some other people's <laughs> ridiculous yeah well I, ju- I just had to ask that question because it's it's the age we're all in and and there's a whole spectrum of what people do personally so people who share absolutely everything and people who who, who are not comfortable to do that mm. but, but as you say it's something in a way wh- whether we like it or not it's it's come to stay so yeah. I think I would also say it's something to be conscious of. So particularly with, say, careers, people recognise now that you need to be careful of Instagram because of, well, to c- compare yourself on Instagram because people show their highlights, which is absolutely valid. And I think it's the same thing for LinkedIn as well, is that, of course, if you're looking at how you'll use LinkedIn, you'll think about, well, how can I put my best self forward? Yes. And that's totally acceptable. 
But then you need to remember then that what other people are posting is the same. So that don't overpay yourself to other people. Use it as a tool to learn and network and um, engage people um, and engage with um, content. But I would be careful about over comparing. Remember that, you know, they are they are deciding what they put on that. Yeah, it can be a useful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Facilitate, as you said earlier, that amplification of you know what your values are and what you want to be known for yeah yeah no I, yeah totally I think it's something I need to make sure I do and it, yeah it, as I say it doesn't come naturally to me it comes a lot more naturally to other people learning point for all of us yeah well, yeah <laughs> and and in terms of that learning and development how how important is what you do on a on a daily weekly monthly basis is to establishing that personal brand so then this is my view and other people might have different um different answers I think there are so probably two answers that might sound a little bit contradictory but first again when you go back to the definition of a brand being the sum of all your experiences mm-hmm. then you do need to be consistent in what you're doing you can't just deliver one small thing once and be known for delivering things well you kind of need to be consistent in delivering well to get that reputation. That should come more naturally to you if you had then taken that thought process about well, what do you want to be known for and just delivering consistently. Um, but I don't think uh, you necessarily need to be taking on loads of additional actions day to day to work on your personal brand or your reputation. It's probably something you do ad hocly, like is it a quarterly thing as part of your review cycle? You have a look at well, what do I want to be known for? Am I working on the right kind of things? You might pick up, you know, actions from that to network with different people or, you know, connect with one new person on LinkedIn or watch one new YouTube video about something a week or whatever that is. But um, I don't think it needs to be a priority every day to do something new. I think it's just about one having consistency in what you're doing. But yeah, then it's more of an ad hoc thing to kind of have a look and and, um, calibrate on are you going in the right direction? Are you working on the right things? Um, and then taking action if you think that the two aren't coming together. That's really good. That's good. Thank you, Jacqueline. So we are into the closing segment of this, yeah. which is great. So I've got two questions for you. Uh, one is, what advice will you give to other women looking to take up leadership position in the tech industry? And the second is, what would you recommend as the most important aspects of developing a personal brand? Yeah. Sure. So the advice I would give, so this is a, a difficult one, I know, because I think it really does depend on what kind of you want. But I think having confidence in yourself, uh, I think there's a lot of evidence in there to show that women are a lot more susceptible to imposter syndrome. So I think having kind of confidence in yourself, build, building up a network of people that support that confidence as well and can help you grow so getting allies and yeah and just kind of building that that network around you I think is important in nearly every job I've had I think one thing that I've done almost naturally is there's always people you can learn from and so I think it's really about identifying those people and what you want to learn from them and that's always I think helped helped me and again then having confidence in what you're doing so that's kind of my piece of advice so what was the other question um what would you 
kind um, of the most important aspects of developing a personal brand? Yeah, I think the first thing you do need to do is think about, well, what do I want to be? Mm. You know, what do I want my reputation to be? And not getting massively hung up on it, it can change. Um, but if you don't know what you want to be known for, and it can be a generalist thing, it doesn't have to be um, kind of a, a deep knowledge on something. Uh, but if you know what you want to be known for, then one, you can communicate that to people, you can set up opportunities for yourself, people can um, support you with opportunities, and you can then take specific action to go in a certain direction. Um, so I think that'd be one. I think getting regular feedback is important. So and you need to rely on your own perception of your development but calibrating that with feedback and supplementing that with feedback I think is really important so and if you're not good at getting feedback and I'm generally not good at asking for it something that I have to um, make myself do but it's really invaluable because you do get nuggets of information that you wouldn't have picked up on yourself Um, and then personally would think about not getting too hung up on the term kind of what's my personal brand I think about doing first of all kind of getting more credibility and authenticity in what you're doing in terms of making sure you've got the right base skill set that you focus on doing good work and doing more of that good work and how you amplify and talk about all the good things you're doing and then that is kind of the sum of a personal brand uh if you get too hung up on what's my personal brand then that's where it become a bit I think inauthentic or you don't necessarily feel you might not necessarily have the credibility behind it you know focus on getting the credibility of authenticity doing really great work and talking about it and then that I think that's how it builds yeah well thank you Jacqueline I guess that's an excellent note to to finish on and thank you for for your time today I've really enjoyed welcome I hope it's been useful (laughs) yes it has indeed thank you and guys,